What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you on this Sunday night to bring you the Week 5 preview and schedule analysis. Noah, what's cooking? Not much, Colin. Had a nice little chill weekend. Didn't have to spend that much money. Ready to, uh, ready to just get into this, Colin. I think so, too. I think so too. No, um, you know, I I gotta ask because you know I I heard a rumor you, you were somewhere last night at a uh, event, and could could you tell us what that was? Because I heard it, it actually might pertain to this podcast. I was Colin. I went to my first Indiana Indiana Pacers game since uh, pre COVID, so probably Let's almost go. like two years. It felt pretty good to be back in Gainfield Bridge House. Gain, <laughs> I don't even know the new name of it. I think it's called Gainfield Bridge House. Terrible name. Banker's Life was so much better. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. The Pacers have made a lot of upgrades. They're upgrading like the entire outside of where the stadium is on Pennsylvania Street. Um, on the inside, Colin, you know, normally, you know how every usher would have one of those ticket scanner things like in their hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the Pacers actually changed it to where now they kind of have like kiosks where you just put your phone up and it reads your ticket and then it blinks green and you can walk through. Uh, I went oh, with my friend Evan last night, and you know, being the Very nice guys. person I am, Colin, there was a father and son who were kind of trying to go into the line that we were in at the same time and yeah. we we're at the front, and I was like, "Yeah, wow. go ahead, sir. Um, we can wait." And this boomer, Colin, couldn't figure out how to work the freaking ticket kiosk. Made me miss tip-off. Dude, I was pissed. <laughs> so this guy, father and his son couldn't figure out how to get their tickets scanned. I got this guy to the side of us, Colin, who, does, who wants no part of dealing with these little kiosks. He just wants the usher to scan his ticket. The usher's trying to work with both of them. He's like, sir, we can't do that. You have to scan it this way. And to the side of me, he went... What in the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> he went, he said, I miss when you guys just scan these tickets. And me being a jokester, I went, I miss when these things were just paper and they just used to hole punch it. Am I right? And he went, you're not wrong. <laughs> and I was just like joking. <laughs> he was like, actually, yeah, no, that's a better, that's a better point yet. <laughs> another, oh, so funny. Another uh, really good upgrade they made, Con. They have these like, it's where concessions. Is it another like good upgrade or like a you know upgrade that that people enjoy? N- no, it's a really good upgrade. They have these like oh, okay, they have these little rooms cut out now, where it's basically like just rows of um, coolers, like you would see in a grocery store, mm-hmm. and you can now like pre-order beers on an app. Con you walk up, they scan your phone, oh, you walk in, you can grab as many beers as you ordered, and you walk right out, no line. It was so nice. Who, like, is there, like, a person, like, checking what you're taking? Yeah, they, like, scan your order, and then you you scan your phone oh, on the way okay. in, scan your phone on the way out. That's crazy. So no more waiting in concession stand lines. That's actually, that's insane. Yeah, yeah I know the White Sox over the summer, they started doing a thing where you could pre-order your food, like, to your seat, which was kind of nice. That is. But that sounds way better. Yeah, it was awesome. I love the Pacers. We got a dub over the uh, 76ers without Embiid. And I put a little bet, Con, on the Pacers spread. Paid for my ticket, baby. The beauty of Pacer Let's games, go. Con, Let's ride. is me and my friend decided about two hours before the game we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> really? Yeah, and I use this app, Con. This isn't a shout-out. This isn't a paid sponsorship, but it's called TickPick, and they have no service fees on uh, Yeah, that. I've partaken. Paid really? straight up 14 bucks for the ticket. Awesome. That's insane. That's so nice. Yeah. Holy crap. We should ask if they want to sponsor us. I, I mean, would love that. Might as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah. What would her promo could be? Just, like, real quick. Hashtag chatter. Hashtag chatter. I like that. Yeah, chat. Well, that's a nice one. Type in chatter. Promo code chatter. <laughs> promo code. This doesn't chatter. exist, by the way. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> act like we're affiliated with them. So yeah, don't. If you you know if you want if you want, but yeah. All right, no. Let's get into the schedule then. Um, and no, just to to reiterate, we've shortened how we do the schedule from last year and previous mm-hmm. weeks. We're, we're gonna. I'm loving it. We're gonna fly through it a bit. Talk the parts we need to talk, and then get into the meat. Of the podcast. So, Noah, um, I'm going to read all the teams playing two and three games. The lion's share of the teams are playing 19 or nineteen teams are playing four games this week. So uh, if you're a Spurs owner, watch out. They only play two games this week. So definitely build around that. You're going to want to be heavy on the waiver wire pickups if you're Spurs heavy, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson-esque owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three games goes to the Hawks, the Nets, the Hornets, the Cavs, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, the Bucks. The 76ers, Trailblazers, and Jazz. Everybody else, four games, proceed as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a if you're a Devin Vassell or a Lonnie Walker or a Thad Young yeah. owner, Colin, you might have to think about dropping those guys this week. With the Spurs only having two games, that's a that's a killer. Yeah, counterpoint though, Noah. That could be a no. Actually, no. Never mind. Never mind. No <laughs> counterpoint, Noah. Okay. I lied on the counterpoint. There's no counterpoint there. Sick. Uh, getting into the number Sick of teams up. playing each day, Colin. On Monday, we're looking at 22. On Tuesday, we're looking at 6. On Wednesday, we're looking at 22. On Thursday, we're looking at 12. On Friday, we're looking at 18. On Saturday, we're looking at 18. And on Sunday, we're looking at 10, Con. Um, that's making the low-volume games on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday this week. We're looking at 3 games, 6 games, 5 games. Uh, getting into the back-to-backs, no back-to-backs on Monday, Tuesday, Colin. On Tuesday, Wednesday, the Nets are the only team with a back-to-back. On Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at Cleveland, Miami, Minnesota, Washington. On Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Denver, Golden State, the Clippers, and Toronto. On Friday, Saturday, Colin, we got a lot of back-to-back teams. Boston, Charlotte, Indiana, Milwaukee, New York, the Pelicans, the Thunder, Orlando, and the Kings. On Saturday, Sunday, the Knicks are the only team with a back-to-back con, so note that. And on Sunday, Monday, Chicago and Phoenix have a back-to-back. So you could get off to a good start on the week, pick up a Chicago or Portland player on Sunday, they get a game on Monday, boom, drop them on Tuesday. Um, Teams who play on the low-volume game days this week, con. So teams who play on all three of the low-volume game days, we're looking at the Clippers and the Warriors. Uh, We've already said this before, con. The Clippers are... a pretty deep fantasy team in terms of guys who probably will be on your waiver wire. Um, They're legit like six, seven guys deep, Con. You're looking at guys like Terrence Mann, Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, Ivaka Zubak, Nick Batum, who's been really good this week, Con, with four games coming up. I really like Nick Batum. Uh, Luke Kennard. I was going to say, I like Luke Kennard there. Mm -hmm. And on a game-to-game basis, Con, you might be disappointed with some of these Clipper guys you pick up, 
But their strategy right now really is, Colin, is Paul George is going to do his thing every night, and they really just need like two out of these six to seven guys to have good performances. So one night Luke Kennard can yeah. have a stellar game, hit five threes. The other night he can do nothing, but that means you know Reggie Jackson or Zubak is going to have a good game. So it's kind of a gamble, but yeah, no, I, I like the Clippers as a fantasy team, Colin. And I think that's a great point because I was actually watching their game the other night um, against Miami. Banger of a game, went down to the wire. Clippers pulled it out. But mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe, who is just you know a, a guy who's been incredibly up and down kind of his whole career, that's kind of been mm-hmm. like, the M.O. of Eric Bledsoe, he went off for 21 points. Mm-hmm. Good for like 36 fantasy points. Came back the next night with a 44-point performance. Through a quarter right now, he's got three. Ooh, like, that's Eric Bledsoe, baby. You know? <laughs> like, but that, that's the point. And yeah. He's a guy who, you know, you know, this is ESPN. He's 60% rostered, which means on Yahoo, he's probably like 93% rostered. So mm-hmm. take it for what you will. But he does a guy seem like, like a guy. So it does seem like a guy, Colin, yeah. that someone would like drop, though, later into this season. Exactly. Exactly. I think that there has been a point where I've dropped Eric Bledsoe and picked him up. And I, I think he's, like, right there on the perimeter of, like, on the precipice. you need to have him on your team versus, like, you know, if, like, there's a pinch in a week and mm-hmm. I need, a, like, a spot and I had to drop Eric Bledsoe, like, I'd think about it, but... Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know this is a Sunday episode, Con, but I actually really like what Ty Lue's been doing where the Clippers can play these small ball lineups, Con, where, you know, they're running Terrence Mann as, like, a false five, really, uh, with Nick Batum, mm-hmm. Paul George, Eric Bledsoe, and Reggie Jackson, and... Eric Bledsoe can thrive in an environment, Colin, where he's the only guy who can't shoot on the floor. Um, I've actually really been liking what the Clippers are doing with that. And, yeah, that's how you get the most out of Eric Bledsoe, Colin, is you put him with four other shooters. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, but, you know, live update now as we speak because the Bulls game is going on. Bulls are up 36-28. So, now the Clippers are kind of frauds. Inversely, Con the Warriors, who also play on yeah. all three of the low-volume game days. Okay, I don't want um, to talk about the Warriors-Bulls game. I don't, I don't bring it up. Curry fucked y'all up, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> all right, thank you for not talking about it. It was just one of the, When Curry's playing like that, Con, like, really, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, we also had our season high in turnovers. So, yeah, it's know, fine. That's, um, uh, that, yeah. I don't love the Warriors fantasy-wise, though, Con. Outside of their starters, um, like, guys you could be potentially looking at are, like, Nemanja Belitza. Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton the second, Kavon Looney, yeah. Damian Lee. I don't really love any of those guys. I like Gary Payton, Con. If you keep seeing those like twenty-ish yeah. minutes per game, we talked about him last week. But his mm-hmm. on, his really only strong cat right now, Con, is kind of steals. But yeah, it's like really. He's a guy we're gonna check in on a month, Con, and we're gonna be like, hmm, maybe we told you yeah, guys. Like... <laughs> Yeah, or we're we never going to talk or, about him again. <laughs> yeah, or maybe there's a reason he'd played like 80 <laughs> games through for his first like four years in the league. Yeah, so, <laughs> we'll find out. I you know I hope it's the first because he seems like a pretty sick kid, mm-hmm. and his dunks are insane. Dude, they're they're running plays that when they used to have Javale McGee on, they're running the exact same plays, mm-hmm. but for Gary Payton right now, it's pretty funny. Well, they're the same size, so yeah. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, agree on... Oh, wow. Agree on the Warriors, though. Um, not super deep fantasy-wise. Because, I mean, that starting lineup has just been so incredibly efficient. I've never seen Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins look 
more like a team player. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and they log a ton of minutes too, Con, which is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing they kind of have to do yeah. because of that depth, but, I mean, <laughs> it's working. Already know that is the schedule. Let's move into the, the real meat, the meat here, the, the meat of what we do. And that's in, in week five, we still think we found some potential rest of season value guys. And we're here to tell you about him. Noah, your first guy on this list. He's a guy. He's a guy many people know. And I'm I'm a little surprised at at his rostered percentages. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a guy who helped me win my cat matchup this week. Um, we talked about him last week. We love this guy. That's Mr. Bobby Portis, who's currently 69% rostered on Yahoo. Nice. And 26.6%, 26.6% rostered on ESPN con. Um, currently, Bobby Portis is starting. He's filling in for Brooke Lopez, who still has no clear timetable for return. And Bobby mm-hmm. is a must-have to me at this point, Colin. Um, he looks to be in line to play a larger role for this Bucks team this season, Colin. I think even when mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez comes back, Bobby Portis is still going to be seeing a lot of minutes. And at the minimum, he's going to crush his 21 minutes per game average last season, Colin. Brooke Lopez averaged 27 minutes played, Con. I think if he comes back, Bobby and him could be looking at splitting 24 minutes right down the middle each. Um, I think the chemistry that Bobby has with Giannis, I think it allows the Bucks to almost play a better brand of basketball. And this is coming from a guy, I can recognize how much Brooke Lopez does for that Bucks team, but I yeah. think Bobby is just playing so well. Uh, on the season, he's averaging 14 points, Con, 7.3 rebounds, almost a steal and a block a game in 26 minutes. And in the last seven days, he's bumped those numbers up to 18 points and eight and a half rebounds in 32 minutes a game. Um, yeah. He Bobby's a multi-category beast, Con. I think his biggest drawback is his field goal percentage. Um, I'll say it one more time, Con, for the listeners who aren't listening. Go get Bobby Portis. Go get Grayson Allen right now. Neither of those guys should be on your waiver wire. And you threw this in, Con, in, last week, in the last week. Bobby Portis yeah. is ranked 30th overall using ESPN's PR metric that evaluates how much value the player has compared to the average player. Uh, I really like that stat, Colin. That's a good ad. And, yeah, yeah. Bobby Portis is killing it, Colin. Like, and even if he, yeah. even if his floor is a little bit below what he's producing right now, that's still very much worth having on yes. your roster. Dude, I mean, for – and I, I know the ESPN Yahoo thing's very different, but for a guy who played 41 minutes the other night – to be only 27% ESPN rostered. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I don't have a, like, I can't find like an average, but in his last five games, points wise, we mentioned he's 30th category. He's posted 47, 48, 23, 26, 28. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, how is that even still there? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's I, a guy who's on our cat waiver wire right now, Con. Um, he's available to claim Not tomorrow anymore. morning. I dropped him because nope. I needed um, I just needed some other stats and Bobby Portis wasn't playing. But, yeah, you should not. I, I already might picked pick, him up. Well, you claimed him. Someone else could claim him. Okay, well, I'm not going to put this out till tomorrow then. So that Well, I could claim it. him right now, and we can see who has the higher mm-hmm. waiver order. Okay, well, it's you, so. <laughs> that, But that wouldn't be very cool. Well, I might have to, sorry. 
No. Mm, no, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> Think about it. You really, because you don't have to. That's that's all I'm saying. So, yeah, go get Bobby Portis right fucking now and go get Grayson Allen because we've been talking about Grayson Allen for, what, almost a month gone. Go get them both because yeah. I think they're both in line for gigantic roles with this Bucks team. I think that Grayson Allen's a bona fide starter for the rest of the season, Colin. Grayson Allen right now, Colin, is third in the league in three-pointers made. Excuse me? Third in the league behind Curry and I think Buddy Heald. He is that team sharpshooter. Go get Grayson Allen right now. He should not be on your waiver wire. That's insane. How did how did the Duke guys do it? How did they do it? JJ Redick did it. He was like the most hated guy in fantasy in, in, in college basketball. Like one of the top ten ever. And then he just became this insane shooter and everybody loves him. Grayson Allen. Everybody hates him. You know? I don't know. <laughs> another guy. Don't know. There's, another guy there's that, something there. <laughs> another guy that a lot of people in the fantasy basketball subreddit don't like, Colin, is our next candidate. And that is Mr. Dylan Brooks, Colin, who's currently 69% rostered on Yahoo and 27% rostered on ESPN. Uh, Dylan Brooks recently returned from his injury, Colin. He's a guy who, I like to said, people love to clown on Dylan Brooks. Um... The thing here is, you, I'm fine with the clowning in fantasy basketball, Colin, uh, mm-hmm. but in real life, I really don't think people realize how much Dylan Brooks does for this team, Colin. Uh, I, I think he makes everyone better on the Grizzlies, honestly. He's their best defender on the team, and he's coming off a career year, career year last year, Colin, and it really lets the Grizzlies sure. explore these very interesting small ball lineups where... It can be Ja, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, and Jaron Jackson Jr. at the center. That's just something that the Grizzlies can't really experiment before not having Brooks. And mm-hmm. last season, Colin, this guy averaged 30 minutes, 17.2 points, 3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.2 steals, and 2 three-pointers made per game. Um, if you're in a punt field goal build, Colin, Brooks is a guy who will have a meaningful impact on your team the rest of the season. Now, he is a chucker. There's not a bad shot in Dylan Brooks' bag. Like, if you're in a team where you're not punting field goal percentage, then you can't have some real thought about not adding Dylan Brooks because he will hurt that. But I think in a points league or a cat league where you're punting field goal percentage, Dylan Brooks probably should not be rostered right now. Um, should not be on the waiver right, wire right now. Sorry. He finished last season, Colin, as a 126. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what? He finished last season as the 126 best cat player. And I expect him to uh-huh. at least get back to that mark this year. And I think in most 10 to 12 team leagues, he should be rostered. And I think his ownership, Colin, in maybe a week is going to be closer to 80% than his current numbers. Um, be aware that Dylan yeah, Brooks probably will sit back to backs for a little until he gets fully conditioned. Uh, in his debut against Charlotte, Colin, he had 20 points, four rebounds, six assists, two steals, four three pointers made. He followed that performance up with a 23 point and five rebound game against the Pelicans. Uh, I mean, come on. And the argument here, Con, was, well, the thing, people didn't know how DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain were going to look after this uh, return of Dylan Brooks. And I think Brooks is going to take Melton's spot in the starting lineup, Con. I think Desmond Bain is still going to start. And you should roster Dylan Brooks ASAP if you can afford his bad field goal percentage. And, no, I'll... I'll point out, I mean, I know it's it's through two games, so do what you 
well with that. But he's had a decently hot start. I mean, mm-hmm. through two games on 11 three-point attempts, he's hit six of them. Obviously, that's a very small sample size. But, I mean, I, I think it's, it's important to point out that maybe he's made a jump. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like Dylan Brooks. I picked him up this week in our cat league because – I'm already in a punt field goal build, so I don't give a shit about how many shots Dylan Brooks takes. I just needed the three-pointers made, Con, and he can fill that pretty well. I mean, I hear that. I hear that. All right, you know, anything else about Dylan Brooks that you want to cover? No, I think we covered – I, I just came off like I'm a night. Dylan Brooks was lover, Con. <laughs> yeah, you, I, yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, that's sixty nine percent. That's sixty nine percent rostered. Like Yahoo. That's sixty nine percent rostered Yahoo Con. I think that's going to be yeah. at like eighty three next week. Yeah, I think so too. I think that will prove it. All right, but we we get. I just got to point out the Grizzlies lost to the Pelicans last night. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one for my jaw. And <laughs> that he played well, but can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Our. This next guy is a guy that I personally own, um, and there's no reason for him not to be rostered in category leagues. I haven't looked at his points league stuff because I don't have him in a points league. We'll pull that up quickly. Not as good. Not as good. research stuff. I kind of figured. I kind of figured. But either way, it's Josh Giddy. He's 76% roster on Yahoo. 46% 46% on ESPN. He is the rookie point guard for the Thunder, Noah. And it, it's kind of a weird one because they took him with a pretty high draft pick, as high mm-hmm. as seventh in the draft this year, which is crazy for an international guy that physically does not look like he has the attributes of maybe a a, a traditional super athletic uh, drafty. He's no Zion Williamson type body. Is that fair to say, Noah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah, I want to make sure that's fair. Um, but, you know, kind of what was lauded f- with him uh, from his days in Australia was his court vision. And, Noah, I mean, this kid has mm. it. Like, there's just <laughs> yeah. no two ways about it. Yeah. Like, he reminds me of team, Killian Hayes, Con, really. He reminds me of what I wanted killing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Like, I thought Killian Hayes would have this stat line, like, rookie or Josh Giddy, who I was, like, way less high on, has done it within, like, 15 games. Yeah. So, in, in just his assist numbers alone, Noah, mm-hmm. like, in his last five games, he's got 8, 4, 9, mm-hmm. 5, 4. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who generally doesn't play more than 30 minutes. Yeah. He, he will in, in games, but... You know, he. I think he's averaging. He's averaging twenty nine minutes, like twenty seven in the last week or so. But it's everything. The rebounds are insane too. He was three points and assist off a triple double against New Orleans earlier this week. Yeah, the hard things for rookies coming into the league con is that trying to establish any sort of consistency. Uh, Consistency is really hard for rookies. Rookies tend to not be able right. to play, you know, solid on a night-to-night basis. But Giddy on the season, con, he's averaging six and a half rebounds and six point one assists. Uh, these numbers for a rookie are awesome, and it, for me, con, it really makes any other counting stats he gets 
a bonus. Bonus, um, yeah. At, he is a rookie. You can expect his scoring to be up and down the entire season. But if he keeps up the rebounds and assists, Colin, he's a must roster. Like, I put this guy on here, Colin, because I really just – if there's any leagues out there with Josh Giddey still available, like, he just shouldn't be. I expect him in most of our listeners' leagues that he is already picked up, but I felt like I just had to talk about him. And if the scoring increases just a little bit, Colin – this guy's a low, like, triple-double value almost every night. Yeah, dude, he's kind of like a, a a point guard version of Draymond, fantasy-wise. Yeah, yeah, because he's only averaging, like, nine the, points. The, yeah, exactly. Like, like the best, like, you, like what you, all you want out of that is, like, the 7-7-7 seven, seven, seven night with, yep. like, a block and a yep. steal, and you're ecstatic. You know, 7-7-7 seven, seven, seven over four games adds up quick. Big time, David. Big time. Especially in a league where there's not a ton of guys who just get crazy amounts of assists. Like, you've got yeah. your... Assists are so hard to stream. Chris Paul. Yeah. That's why, like, Ricky Rubio. Oh, my God, dude. He's been killing it. Um, yeah, I don't think much else needs to be said about Josh Giddey. Uh, get him rostered. Noah, I'm going to let you introduce this next guy and th- this is a pick right here because i'm looking and he's 1.2 percent rostered on espn right now yeah 13 on yahoo but still like that's that's kind of nutty yeah and that is uh mr bones highland colin uh right off the bat absolute banger name. name bones is a fantastic name he's 13 percent roster on yahoo and 1.2 percent roster on espn uh bones seems to be the popular guy this week on that mini fan fantasy basketball guys are writing about and the nuggets currently aren't getting much out of either monty morris and facundo campazzo the two guys who are really filling in a lot of the minutes while jamal murray is injured and bones wasn't even in the rotation at all early in the season con i think through the first five games he played 19 minutes total but coach mike malone is looking for answers con and i think bones might be the man that he turns to um He's played 15 minutes or more in the last seven games, gone. In those games, he's averaging 18.3 minutes. He's taken at least seven shots in all those games, and he's averaging nine points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal a game. Uh, in his two most recent games, gone, he's had he had 12 points, three rebounds, and four assists against the Pacers, and then he had 15 points, six, six rebounds, four assists against the Hawks, and he played 21 and 22 minutes in both of those games. Uh, if he can keep getting that much time on the court, con, I think Bones Highland could carve out a real nice role for himself in this Nuggets team that's begging for a guard player to step up, Colin. They really are. Seriously. I mean, first off, it's impressive right now that the Nuggets are 8-4, and four, <laughs> given what that Thanks roster is. Thanks to Jokic. Is. They can all thank Jokic, like, dude. Seriously, no Jabal. And Will Barton. Farton and Will just... Barton's actually been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody else had to be, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, just Colin, I think if the Nuggets impressive. put you or I on that team, maybe we could step in and do more than Monty Morris and Facundo can't pause it right now, really. Yeah. And I mean, with ask for the ball, which I think yeah. is just like generally better for that team. <laughs> Jokic could hit either of us for an open corner three. Yeah. Like, come on. And okay, with, that's a good point. With could MPJ. Open corner three. With MPJ being less than Stoller to start the season, that's honestly being nice, Colin. And he's currently yeah. sidelined dealing with a back injury. I expect Bones to have a pretty good week this con and pretty good week. And I think his per percent rostered is going to shoot up this week, Con, if he has a good week. I like it. 13% rostered, 1.2% rostered ESPN people. 
We're giving yeah. you a deep no, cutter. No, no, he's here. he is like literally there. Deep cutter. Uh, no, just quick side note on what you said about MPJ. A back thing for him. That's terrible. Is incredibly serious because that's yes. what kept him out at Missouri. Yes. There's a reason he played two games in college and dropped from like high school ranking like number five to number two to like barely being in the lottery. So, I I wouldn't be uh. You know, to the Nuggets I'd are going to be cautious. If I was, the yeah. Nuggets are going to be cautious with that. Yeah, especially with Jokic clearly being able to kind of like carry the load, and if they can just make the playoffs and get Jamal and him healthy, Bones Highland, baby, really Bones Highland, Bones Highland. Yeah, you need Bones Highland. Yeah, that's that's where I was bringing it all around to. Bones Highland, our guy. Already know it. Um, last on potential rest of season value, and of course I wrote about this one. It's Kobe White. The Bulls are playing the Clippers right now, but we got back to back in LA. We play LA tonight. We play LA tomorrow, and Kobe White will be making his season debut for the Bulls against the Lakers tomorrow night. Now, Kobe White is a guy who last year was. Absolute fantasy must have. In his sophomore year in the league, he averaged about 15, 4, and 5. He played, he did have a little bit of injury concern. No, he didn't really have injury concern. No, the issue was he started playing off the bench, started the point guard role. He kind of struggled in it, specifically from the field goal percentage wise, just taking the amount of shots and really struggled with kind of like forcing shots up instead of passing because he's just really not a pass first kind of point guard. That's not really who he is. His court vision just isn't quite there. So now this year, Noah, obviously we upgrade the backcourt. Caruso Ball joined the team. Kobe White is still, I think at his core, probably the best, most versatile scorer of that bunch. And him coming off the bench, I still expect to have quite a large role because there have been nights where if Caruso's not hot, that that second unit struggles. And it really struggles when we have, like, just Amar, just Levine in there, and the defense can really collapse. It's tough. I think that Kobe White provides incredible balance to the bench because, to be quite candid, know it, the Bulls' bench depth is not great. Yeah, that's that's putting it nicely, right? too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're seeing it with Vooch being gone, just, like, what that front court looks like. It's tough. We have to go real small. Kobe White is going to be there. He's a guy who can just become an absolute microwave, Noah. I mean, I think he holds the rookie record for, like, three-pointers made in a quarter or something. Like, he can go off. So we'll see what he does with this role, but I expect him to be a pretty meaningful presence off the bench for the Bulls on a team that needs it, for sure. All right, Noah. Yeah. How'd I do? You know, tried to be unbiased about it. (laughs) Yeah, I... I mean, Kobe White is, I don't even know what to say, Con. I, I can't think of anything to say, sorry. But, yeah, I think I think Kobe White, after he gets a little reacclimated, Colin, he's going to be a, a guy that you're going to want, for sure. And Wow. Yeah, that's all I got on Kobe killed White, it, sorry. <laughs> I killed it. Yeah, no, it's okay, I said everything. Yeah. I said everything you need to know about Kobe White. Ugh. I'm pumped, though. I'm pumped. Also, we're up nine and a half, so that's pretty sick. Already know, we have some waiver wire guys 
that uh, different than that last quarter category or uh, segment, if you will. These are guys that, you know, they're great for a night. You, you need something. You need some extra points. You need some boards. You need something. We like them for one reason or another, but we don't really view them as people that need to be on the roster every single day. So, no, I'm just going to kind of go down the list and you know, give me some thoughts on some of the guys and then some of the guys that we've spoken about. We'll just kind of run through. You know, we'll just say the names. You probably get the gist of why we like them. But we'll start off with Jalen Brunson. Ooh. Noah, what do you like about Jalen Brunson? I mean, he's a guy we already wrote about a couple weeks ago, Colin. He's yeah. a backup point guard in Dallas, but he's playing starter minutes for the Mavs. He's fourth in field goal attempts on the team, Colin. He's averaging 14 points, five rebounds, four assists per game. Um, shooting 34% from three, not great, but he shot 40% last season. And he's one of – his value is good, Colin, right now, but he's one of the best, like – handcuffs in fantasy because if Luca were to ever miss a game or any time gone Brunson would be in store for huge minutes and pop off even just looking towards this week on the Mavs play the Nuggets the Suns twice and the Clippers and I think Brunson has a big role in those games even if they're close or not gone if they're close he's going to play and if they're blowouts he's going to play so it's really a win-win Jalen Brunson should be rostered right now Oh, okay, so you're adding him to the roster spot. You're going to give him that tag. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, because there's a couple guys on this list that we're just throwing in there just to say their name because we we've already spoken about them or couldn't get to them on the roster. We'll point them out. Uh, next guy on the list, Noah, this is an interesting one because he's kind of on you know, the edge. You know, like Does he maybe deserve a full roster spot? Probably not, but w- what is he really? And that's Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. You wrote Taylor. You, oh, you know, my getting me the Ron Burgundy on the notes. Hey, where's Devin San Vassell? Diego. <laughs> the Grizzlies. <laughs> I love, I love the Grizzlies. <laughs> no, Spurs, Spurs. I know that. Oh, okay. Now I'm four and a third for eleven. Let's so, go. Nailed four and two thirds. Four and two thirds. Yes, good point. Um, made his season debut last night, Noah, with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, played decent minutes, in Noah, he started. Yeah. Let's talk I, about that. I've been on this guy, Colin. I think you can attest to that. Uh, he was a guy mm-hmm. that the Lakers clearly believed in, Colin. They extended him this offseason, basically, instead of paying Caruso. Uh, he's going to start for them. He's going to play the four, I think, with AD at the five. And... I was thinking about this, Colin. At the root of, like, a good LeBron team is, like, a solid, solid four. Like, you look at the time in Miami when he won in 2012 and 2013. Chris Bosh. Shane Battier was, like, the solid four for that team. He was a 3 and D guy. He did the dirty shit. Did Chris um, Bosh play center? Yeah, he was playing a lot of five for them once they – they realized eventually that Chris Bosh at the five was, like, how you beat the Spurs, basically. Uh, to take advantage of did like, did he get any clutch rebounds ever? I don't think so. I think his uh, yeah, I don't think, I think so his either. lungs were hurting. But uh, mm. Taylor Horton Tucker, Con, I think he's <laughs> I think he's in line to play big big minutes for this team. I think that the you know he's the team's best defender. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's going to be guarding the player best player every night. And tonight, Con, you know, first well, game 80. back, first game back, he had 17, four and one. 
uh, didn't shoot the ball very well, but when you're on, when he's on the court calling with AD, LeBron, and Russell Westbrook, you can expect this guy to be finding himself with a lot of open shots. I can't tell you right now that he's a must-roster, but we got to watch this guy over his next three, four games, Colin, because it could happen that quick. He could be getting snatched up real quick because I think I think he could provide a pretty good amount of multi-category uh, help. Like I think this is a guy, Colin, that could average a steal and a block a game. Yeah, for sure. I like that, and that's exactly what he did tonight. I mean, he put up 22 points in standard fantasy scoring for ESPN. It's not fantastic, but it's his first game back on a team that, like, I feel like every guy's got a different role every night. Um, I, I kind of like it. it. It shows to me that he's going to get the shots. He took 14 shots, which is actually the second most on the team last night. Or It was actually earlier today, earlier today. So people want to get him the ball, and I think that just speaks to your point of he's going to be a part of this offense. And no, I just I think it's important to loop in this uh, thought that you'd kind of had at the beginning of the season that one of the reasons you get a guy like Russell Westbrook is so that you can just win a crap ton of regular season games because of his motor. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Horton Tucker feels like a guy that fits in really well with mm-hmm. that kind of idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's talented enough. We just need to win some of these games to get there and can like really turn the Jets on. Yeah. And he's versatile too, Con. We're gonna see this guy play four. We could potentially see him play small ball five. He's gonna play he's gonna play two through four basically, Con, so he can be plugged into most of those lineups the Lakers have. And the Lakers really don't have a guy like that, Con. Like Taylor Horton Tucker is that guy for them. No. No, seriously. Um Yeah, but you know, no also just a quick shout out since we're talking about the Lakers. Wayne Ellington is back now and he had fifteen points. The man with the golden arm. On five arm. made threes. <laughs> so, yeah, the man with the golden arm. Or the Duke. The Duke. <laughs> yeah, five made threes today. So, he is playing the exact role that we expected him to do. And that could be pretty valuable. You need threes for a game, win Ellington. Mm-hmm. Alright, you know, I'm just going to rattle off some guys before we land on some guys that we'll uh, speak some more about. We got Seth Curry, Grayson Allen, who we said that an additional note. Davion Mitchell, Gary Payton, Shake Milton, Zubats, Josh Hart, Lugens Dort, Darius Basley, Anthony Simmons. This uh this next no. little trio, Colin, I highlighted just because I think they're all relatively like the same guy playing for the same exact reasons. And that is Thad Young, Frank Kaminsky, and Georges Niang right now, Colin. Uh they're all basically mm-hmm. playing a lot of minutes right now because Jakob Pertl's out for the Spurs, DeAndre Ayton's out for the Suns, and Joel Embiid is out for the Sixers right now. And Thad Young, Frank Kaminsky, and Georges Niang are like three of my favorite pickups for this week, Con. Uh, Georges Niang, we talked about him last week, Con. He's been killing it. And uh, DeAndre Ayton, for Frank Kaminsky's case, DeAndre Ayton has missed four out of the last five games, Con. And Kaminsky's been kind of killing it. He's scored double digits in all four games he's missed. Uh, including a 31-point explosion against the Trailblazers in last Wednesday, last Wednesday. And in those four games, Colin, he's yeah. averaging 18.5 points, five boards, 2.5 assists, 1.33s made per game, and a steal and a block a game in 28 minutes per game. Uh, you know, That's if Aiden's going to miss some more time, Colin, Kaminsky is a must-have right now. And the Suns have four games this week, so... 
So yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I like it. And then uh, George Yang. I like him. I you know I watched some of those 76ers games back to back against yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. He plays nice role on that team. He's playing he's himself shooter. into more minutes right now. I'll tell you that. Even when Joel comes back. Yeah. No, you definitely see that. 23 minutes a game, that uh, up from 16. And he played every game last year. Hmm. So, boom. Um, all right, and we're going to roll off a couple more guys. We got Furkan Kormaz. Korkmaz. Right? Furkan. Alperen Korkmaz. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Alperen Shingun, Royce O'Neal, Daniel Tice, Josh Richardson, and then Noah. We, we got a guy. We got to talk about him. Tony <laughs> Bradley. Trio right He's here. Uh, now the, uh, the the starting bowl for or the starting center for the Bulls. <laughs> He's gonna get a lot of minutes, Noah. Just <laughs> even when you know Vooch is out of out of uh, COVID protocol, just because that's literally our front court right now. It's it's Tony Bradley and whatever's left of Vucevic. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say that I'm terribly high on a, a center that so far this season's averaging four rebounds and 2.3 points, but someone's got to grab rebounds. Someone. Starting. Yeah. <laughs> Through the first half, he has two points, four boards. He could get you some boards. That's, I feel like Tony, Tony Bradley, Bradley could like, just like three rebounds could like fall into that guy's hands by chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah, I I can't say I love Tony Bradley, but it's important to know that he will be starting for the Bulls for the next week or so. Uh, next guy, Noah. This is a guy who I was quite excited the Bulls picked up, Alize Johnson, and I, I believe he you actually had him last season, did you not? Oh, he had a the he had a he had a little stop in the middle column. Could do you think you know that team? No. He no, no, I don't. He went I from the Pacers to the Nets to the Bulls. Oh, you know what? I looked that up. He had a 20 rebound week. game last Stop. year for the Nets, so big beef. Oh, you know what? I remember talking about that. Yeah. Um it, he missed a couple games there with uh, some injury, but he's a nice scoring presence off the bench and he actually the last two games he's played has he been nice boards. on the boards. He's had seven boards each game and uh Hasn't logged a minute yet tonight, so, you know, I, I don't know if there's injury concerns there at all, but L.S.A. Johnson, he's going to get boards. And then Alex Caruso. I mean, what's not to love? You got steals, you, know you like steals, pick them up. You know the deal. Get, you, you get steals. Um, he should probably be rostered in categories. He's that good at steals. It's kind of a – it's not a guarantee win because steals are kind of whack, but you're not getting much production like that elsewhere. I don't know. Uh, elsewhere on the list, we find Matisse Teibel, Terrence Mann, Eric Bledsoe, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, N- uh, <laughs> Belitza, Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> Nicholas Batum, and <laughs> I didn't. I I feel bad when I messed these Nemanja. up. Nemanja, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I knew, I knew, I knew Belitza, and, and we went with that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. It's those Jay soft Crowder. J's. It's a, see, I was terrible at Spanish class. I just, I, I can, and that's not even a Spanish name. Not to clump that in, but with the <laughs> different punctuation of the J, and I just, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. 
I'm glad that I'm learning it. Thank you for teaching me. You're welcome. All right, no, but Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder uh, is last on our list, and yeah. this is a guy that like he just shows up in in big games, doesn't he? Yeah, I I wrote about him, Colin, just because. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. He's only twenty five percent roster on Yahoo right now, Colin. Fourteen percent on ESPN, and mm-hmm. you know the per game night basis of Jay Crowder isn't great, Colin. But if DeAndre Aiden is missing games. Uh, you know, Suns have four games this week. Jay Crowder's low percent rostered. Like, he's worth a shot. I I just put that right at the end because you know that seems fitting. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Crowder's probably your last option on a night where you're looking to pick someone up. Yeah, yeah, and no, you know, I gotta correct what I said. When I mean he shows up in big games, he's uh he has the longest running finals appearances streak in the NBA right now. Wow, think about it. It's at two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and those are the crazy. guys to add for this week, Con. Uh, you know, we got a little extra time, Con. I, I, uh, I just wanted to first talk about the week that Russell Westbrook had this week, Con. You know, LeBron missed the entire week, so I, mm-hmm. I have Russell Westbrook in cat. Um, at the time of drafting him, Con, I didn't really realize how bad of a cat player he was. Um, big, I think I told you that big mishap on my part, but. You know, I live for weeks like this, Con. I'll just read you off what he what he did this week. So, Russell Westbrook shot. Do 20- some ASMR. I want I want the Russell Westbrook okay. ASMR. Russell Westbrook right, shot twenty seven of fifty nine this week, averaging oh, a forty six percent field goal. Con, we take that with Russell Westbrook. He had eight three pointers. That's ninety for anybody else. He had eight three pointers. We take that. Forty rebounds. Yes. Thirty eight assists. 76 points, Wow. And the cherry on top, baby, 27 turnovers. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Colin, I matched my opponent's (laughs) turnovers, Colin. If I had only played Russell Westbrook, Trey Young, and Gordon Hayward, I would have my opponent's turnovers. I had had 113 turnovers this week, Colin, but I'm winning 7-2. Jesus. <laughs> That's just like prime example of your team is just better than theirs. I punt field goal, punt turnovers. That's my strategy. And I won field goal percentage this week, Con. <laughs> yeah, I generally punt field goal percentage and turnovers, but I'm actually winning turnovers right now. I'm 6-3, not to get too into fantasy. All right, but no, you uh, you, you have a new segment you kind of want to give us. Yeah, I just thought this – uh. Reddit post con was really good. It's made by a guy called so-cal underscore kid. And it's just titled mm-hmm. some random fantasy basketball observations and facts so far this season. And I think a lot of good content gets put on the fantasy basketball subreddit con that, you know, maybe goes For sure. unviewed or doesn't get as many upvotes as I think it should. And this guy just had some really good facts con, and I just want to spit some of them to you. Um, the first sure. one, this is Steph... Curry's third healthy season in a row con where he's averaging over five three pointers made per game. Is that you know, good? Just that's decent. He's a decent three point okay. shooter. Uh LaMelo Ball at twenty years of age con is by far the youngest player in the top ten fantasy players. Do you think you could guess the next youngest in the top ten fantasy players right now? Is it Nicole Jokic? No. Ooh. Is is uh is Miles? No. Sorry, this Julius is on a, This is weird. I this is a part I don't like about the post. It's on a per game yeah. basis. 
Oh, okay. It's a big man, though, in the West. It's a big man in the West? Marvin Bagley. <laughs> yeah, the hot zero minutes per game. That's, yeah. Well, he played five minutes that one game. Big man in the West. Is it... Is Gobert that young? Because no. I know Gobert no. killing it. Gobert's killing it in, in categories. He's like way up there. Uh, you know, no, I I can't think of off the top Cat. of my head. I forget that Cat's like generally like a younger. Just guy. a fantasy monster too. <laughs> Cat yeah. is the next yeah, youngest at twenty six years old. Con. Holy shit. Um, How old's Jokic? Because he's not. He's around that age too, right? Yeah, I think Cat might. Is he, is he a bit older? I think he's maybe older by like less than a year. I really don't know. Because he's tw- Jokic is twenty sixteen. I'm also going off this guy. This guy could just be wrong. So you know, if you're wrong, so okay. cow kid, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, so Jokic is twenty six years and two hundred sixty eight days old. Let's uh, let's see about our good friend Carl. Hold your breath. His brothers are crazy. Um, okay, Cat's birthday is actually tomorrow. Wow, that's crazy. He turns wow. twenty six tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, Cat. Let's clap it yeah, up Yeah, well, Mellow Ball having a fantastic year. He's 20 years old. Come on. Uh, the next fact, Colin, That's is insane. Kevin Durant is leading the league in scoring at 29.5 points, shooting 58.5% from the field, Colin. He is on demon I time. I picture he is on demon of his time. shot chart. Uh, yeah, I sent that you that. You sent me? <laughs> I was going to give you credit. Thank you, thank you. Everything is green except two categories that he just doesn't have like he doesn't really shoot from and then like one like the corner three that he's taken like five attempts on yeah. is red everything else he is like he's 10% above league average mode. yeah Whew. and the Bulls beat him yeah it's uh it's crazy maybe maybe they win some of those games if their roster wasn't like really old <laughs> I don't know maybe you need youth there are currently three rookies in the top 100 on a per-game basis, Con, Evan Mobley at 56, okay. Scotty Barnes at 75, and Franz know. Wagner at 84. You like him? Franz Wagner cracks it. Wow. Josh Giddy doesn't get there. Is this off points? It's a per-game basis, so I imagine points does play basis, a little yeah. bit more. Okay. Per-game basis okay. is weird. I don't I don't know why this gets Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Whatever. That's, the, yeah, that's crazy. For the second straight season, Con Miles Turner is averaging over three blocks per game. He would be the first player to accomplish this feat since Serge Ibaka ten years ago. Serge Ibaka. Yeah, it's crazy to look at Serge's like old numbers whenever you pull him up to recommend him from blocks. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, no, I sent you that stat the other day that in cat leagues, Miles Turner over the last two weeks has been the best player. He has been the most valuable player. That's awesome. He's How crazy is that? Carlisle has really emphasized Miles shooting the three, and he's stroking it this year. And Yeah. If this guy, like, Miles is valuable, so valuable, Colin, just for the three-pointers made in the blocks. Like, what other guy is leading you the league in blocks and also getting you, like, six threes a week? <laughs> Literally no one. Literally no one. It's, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And his field goal percentage isn't, like, that bad either. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple more, Colin. Montrez Harrell shooting right, 84% from the free throw line despite being a career 65% free throw shooter. 
Do you think that holds? No. Free throws are a weird I think one, it's somewhere yeah. in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably like at like a 75. He's just which feeling is a, it right now. a market now. improvement, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out Matisse Thibel and Alex Caruso are the 59th and 78th ranked players per on a per-game basis, respectively, despite only averaging 5.1 points and 8.2 points per game. <laughs> steals. They lead, steals. Yeah, I was going to say, do they lead the league in steals, both of them? Is it probably, like probably. I know Caruso the other day like had the lead for a little bit, so yeah, that's All that's right. crazy. Yeah. Steals are a very valuable stat. <laughs> and last fact, Colin, as a final note, overall league mm-hmm. shooting is down this year. Teams overall are shooting forty four point eight percent from the field and thirty four point four percent from the three. Compared to last season, we are looking at 46.6% from the field and 36.7% from three. The 34.4% con from three would be the lowest three-point percentage league-wide since the lockout-shortened season in 1998. What? Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Holy wow. And yeah, thanks. it's crazy yeah, like how three-point field goal percentages have like ballooned over the last couple of years. I feel like every guy, like as soon as Blake Griffin was like, "Hey, you know, I used to take like one three a game and was like a twenty-three percent free three-point shooter, and now I'm gonna take ten a game and like shoot thirty-eight. It was just like, okay, like anybody can do this. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not everybody can. So yeah, That's thanks nuts. to uh, thanks to SoCal Kid for making that Reddit post. I really enjoyed it. And thanks, you guys, for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Please follow us on Twitter, at Bench underscore Chatter. Con and I are putting out good content on the Twitter, guys. We want to engage with you guys. You need to follow it. It felt really stupid. I I posted a a tweet, and nobody responded. five votes. (laughs) No, it did. It wasn't on Reddit. It was on Twitter. And just, like, nobody responded to it. And I looked at it, like, the next day, and I was like, well, that sucks. I was yeah. like, if anybody finds this and clicks on it, they're gonna be like, "This guy asked a question, and nobody responded to it." Like, so just like letting you know, I'm gonna delete that tweet. And yeah, thanks you guys for listening, and we'll see you on Wednesday. See you. Peace.